Welcome to Unlocking the Truth, a podcast where we discover God's truth for ourselves by studying His Word. Well, here we are. It's Mark Sheldrake with Derek Kaming for another episode of Unlocking the Truth. Just having a fantastic time with this podcast, Derek, with the feedback that we're getting. Unbelievable, isn't it? No, people are loving it. It's a, it's a great time uh, to be doing something like this every week reminding us of uh, the Christmas season and what it's for and what we need to be remembering. Yeah, it's been so good to hear of the impact that this has been making with individuals through email. We've been getting some emails and mm-hmm. some different messages. And if you are being impacted or you have a story regarding Unlocking the Truth, feel free to email us at info at preceptministries.ca. We would love to hear how God is at work in your life through Unlocking the Truth. And this week, we've got another great podcast on our road to Christmas as we travel through Christmas, uh, thinking about uh, the hope of Christmas, Derek. Mm -hmm. And uh, before we get started, let's pray, and uh, then we'll uh, dig into what the Lord has for us. Father, we do thank you for today. We thank you for the gift that you have given us in your Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that... uh, Uh, He came to this earth, as the book of Hebrews tells us, he was made lower than the angels for a while, that he came to this earth uh, as a baby, we know, in a manger, uh, but would become the greatest sacrifice, the greatest example of love that we would ever experience. And so we're thankful for uh, your son Jesus and what he's done on the cross to save us from our sins. So guide us through our conversation. Pray for those who are listening out on the internet, that uh, they too would be blessed by the words that you have uh, as you speak through us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. This week, Derek, the topic is love. Mm -hmm. And uh, we wanted to just keep this as a practical moment to begin, but uh, I wanted to share a quick story, and then you can tell a story of how love was uh, expressed at Christmas. And so... Ironically enough, this year, uh, Jessica and I will be married 20 years, December 19th. See how fast I said that? I can remember the date <laughs> very well. Anyway, Jessica and I got married. We got married on December 19th, 1998. We were engaged. Ha, was that a year earlier? I think so. But we got engaged on December 24th. Mm. I actually proposed to my wife at our Christmas Eve service. Wow. I arranged with the pastor at that time as he was talking about the greatest gift ever given. I'll never forget it. He said from the pulpit, he says, just as God gave us the gift of Jesus Christ, so too another gift is being given in our congregation tonight. And if you'd all look to the left. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, there we were. And I remember Jessica looking around the room going, I wonder who's getting a gift. (laughs) And she said, get up off your knee, boy. (laughs) And uh, of course, I asked her to marry her and I, I, to marry me. And I said, I loved her very much. And, and she said, yes. Wow. And so we're ever connected with, with this love at mm-hmm. Christmas. Um, now, some might say that I kind of winced out, you know, 
and uh, made the engagement ring the Christmas gift. Right. But to all you listeners out there, this gentleman also bought a Christmas gift. On top of the engagement <laughs> On ring. On top of the engagement ring. So she got two gifts at there Christmas. There you go. Anyway, so what about yourself? Well, I got to say, great minds must think alike. This year, December 20th, my wife and I are celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary. So we were married around Christmas as well. But I want to reach a little bit further back into my life. Uh, And this is not so much a story about how I felt loved by receiving a gift. This is how I felt jilted by receiving a (laughs) gift. When we were kids, uh, my grandparents would give... Uh, my parents, a bunch of money to spend on the family. So one year we got a Nintendo. A couple of years later, we got a Super Nintendo. <laughs> and so a few years later, we're, we're excited. The kids are all excited to open this present from, from our grandparents. And we opened it up and it was a brand new set of pots and pans. Oh no. We were none too pleased. Were you hoping for Nintendo 64? That's what I was hoping for, <laughs> but it didn't happen. But Boxing Day shopping happened, and, and we got one anyways. But, nice. Uh, but it's, it's amazing how um, a gift, even a small gift like an engagement ring, um, can make us feel loved. Mm-hmm. That, that someone is, has gone out of their way uh, to think about us and to care about us and to, to purchase or to buy something or even to make something for us. It's a way that we can show uh, each other Um, how we feel and that we love one another. This is the thing that uh, our world today really uh, is a representation of the way that you show your love is by something material. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think about, um, of course, Christmas. And last week on the podcast, we talked about how stores roll over so quickly from Halloween into Christmas. But the other thing is, when, once we roll through Christmas, once we say uh, January 1st comes along, mm-hmm. the stores roll again, yeah. and it's on to Valentine's Day. Doesn't take long. You know, and the advertisements for show your love by flowers mm-hmm. and chocolate and, and all these temporal things, really. Mm-hmm. That's why my wife uh, always says, don't buy me flowers, they just die. Yeah. And... Uh, I still buy flowers. <laughs> anyway, so the big thing is that um, the world really shows its love by gifts. Mm-hmm. But even to the point where the more expensive the gift, mm-hmm. uh, the better. And I think what that can be brought back to is the more I sacrifice of my finances, yeah. uh, the greater gift that is shown to the one that you love. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure that that's proper, but it is a true example of God, the father and Jesus, the son Mm -hmm. that, uh, the costly gift that comes through Jesus Christ. So I want to start, uh, our scripture time looking at Luke chapter two, verse 12 and, uh, Luke chapter two, Luke has a wonderful description a uh, very detailed description of Jesus' birth, um, the, the prophecies coming of the birth. And so Luke chapter 2, verse 12 says, um, This will be a sign for you that you will find a baby wrapped in clothes lying in a manger. 
so now I begin to think about all of these nativity scenes mm-hmm. where you see Jesus laying uh, in a white cloth blanket or a linen blanket uh, with hay around him. Mm-hmm. And, and there is the greatest gift wrapped in the manger. Yeah. And it leads us to question why. Why does God give us uh, this great, incredible, and amazing gift? And uh, this week on uh, the podcast, we're going to look at the reason behind this incredible gift. And that is, of course, the love that God has for his people. And, uh, and he sees us um, as we are, and yet he still chooses to show his love to us. So we're gonna look at a few scriptures that are gonna kind of lay out sort of um, our status, our, um, our standing as, uh, as people, and then see how, uh, how God shows us his love. This is the thing, and I, I want to go back to your Nintendo for mm-hmm. a minute. And uh, for some reason, that year you got pots and pans, mm-hmm. most likely, you might have needed the pots and pans more than you needed the Nintendo. My parents still use them to this day. (laughs) Well, there you go. (laughs) And so the thoughtfulness that went into that Mm -hmm. was, you know what, they already had two video games. They don't need any more. And that's really the thing, is evaluating, you know, the worth of the gift. Mm -hmm. Uh, And in this case, to really understand... Uh, the value that is found in the manger, mm-hmm. we do have to look back to where life was before. Yeah. And last week we talked about this intertestamental period, mm-hmm. 400 years of silence from God, yeah. not speaking. And then all of a sudden God comes on the scene again in his timing mm-hmm. and speaks of the proclamation of this coming birth. Then in Luke chapter 2, verse 12, we have Jesus laying in the manger. But Ezekiel chapter 34, verses 15 and 16, it begins to tell us of what life was like for the Israelites prior to Jesus. Mm -hmm. So what does Ezekiel 34 say? In uh, verse 15, uh, God says, I will feed my flock and I will lead them to rest, declares the Lord God. I will seek the lost, bring back the scattered, bind up the broken and strengthen the sick, but the fat and the strong I will destroy. I will feed them with judgment. And so this is, uh, this is what, this is where we are. This is who we are as people. This is who the Israelites, the Jewish people were. They were a flock that was lost, that was scattered, that was broken, and that was sick. And uh, the promise that that we see here in Ezekiel uh, from God is that uh, he doesn't just leave us, but he searches for us when we're lost, that he, he gathers us back to himself when we're scattered, that um, when we are broken, he heals those wounds and he brings us strength when we are, when we are sick and not physically sick, but sick with sin. This is the thing that uh, we kind of want to cover and I want to step out of the podcast and into an advertisement quickly, but the advertisement's going to bring us right to where we need to go next. Uh, Starting in January, we're going to be working 11 uh, podcasts Mm -hmm. on covenant. Mm -hmm. And uh, this is Ezekiel chapter 34 is all about covenant. And the promise here was that an everlasting covenant with Abraham, then covenant was passed on to his sons. 
um, Isaac and then Jacob, and Jacob had his name changed to Israel. And so the covenant was passed to Israel. But the fact of the matter was that covenant was broken. Mm-hmm. And when covenant was broken, uh, God scattered his people. Yeah. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar uh, came to town from Babylon and he destroyed the temple and he uh, took all the um, Israelites into captivity. Mm-hmm. Then Nehemiah and Ezra brought them back, which was a part of our build podcast. Mm-hmm. But covenant was broken. And so there, there had not been a full restoration or a path, you know, for um, God's people mm-hmm. to uh, be for, completely forgiven of sins. Yeah. The high priest, we know, would go into the, into the tabernacle and into the temple once a year, and he would make sacrifice for the sins of the people. But we also know that it was never good enough. Mm-hmm. And so there was a promise of restoration that was coming. And, and this is the thing with God and covenant is he's the one who holds covenant and keeps his promises and yeah. we're the ones who break it. Mm-hmm. But this is the promise of Ezekiel chapter 34, that he is going to restore us mm-hmm. and bring us back. Uh, so coming about covenant, um, there's this word that I love that comes out of the covenant study mm-hmm. and we'll look at a cross-reference on it, but it's the word loving kindness. It's not a word that we use uh, regularly today. Yeah. You know, I don't talk to my wife and, oh, in the loving kindness, I have done this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a unique word. And every time I see it in my Bible, I mark it the same way all the way through Scripture. But uh, we find loving kindness in that word in Lamentations chapter 3. And what does Lamentations chapter 3 say? Starting at 31, he says, For the Lord will not reject you forever, for if he causes grief then he will have compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. For he does not afflict willingly or grieve the sons of men. So we have this promise that even though we experience grief, if we look at Ezekiel uh, in those times when we are lost and scattered and broken and sick, that he does not just leave us out there, um, but he has compassion. If we experience grief, then we will always, we will also experience his compassion according to his abundant loving kindness. Now, I did a word study on uh, loving kindness and in the Hebrew. Do you remember how to pronounce it, Derek? Chesed. Chesed, right. Got a little something on my microphone there. (laughs) It's uh, It's a masculine noun, but it's described of God through Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. It means this uh, goodness and kindness. And I even uh, saw a definition that referred it to loyalty and obligation. Mm. And so I want to read this um, uh, commentary uh, basically on the definition of loving kindness. But uh, he says, um, this loving kindness is one of the uh, several important features of God and his character. Mm-hmm. It's uh, truth, faithfulness, mercy, steadfastness, justice, righteousness, and goodness. And so uh, if you had a pen or you can go back and read it later, Psalm 136, 26 times uh, in Psalm 136, the word loving kindness is used. And I want to just give you one of those verses Mm -hmm. from Psalm 136, uh, because there's 26 of them. So give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, 
for his loving kindness is everlasting. Mm. And so all throughout Psalm 136, this loving kindness as it is described of by God um, and of God is that it is eternal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this love and kindness, this, you know, kind of deeds by deeds uh, shows his love. Uh, we can lead back into um, what it's telling us in Lamentations. Mm -hmm. We also see this word come up um, in Nehemiah chapter uh, 9, verse 17. Uh, And again, we're talking about this idea of a covenant. And he says that uh, they refused to listen, did not remember your wondrous deeds, which you had performed among them. So they became stubborn and appointed a leader to return to their slavery in Egypt. So this is the Israelite people breaking covenant with God. And this is God's response. But you are a God of forgiveness, gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in loving kindness. And you did not forsake them. We see that example given in, uh, in Ezekiel that they are not we are not forsaken by God, that when we are lost, he seeks us. When we're scattered, he brings us back. When we're broken, he binds that, that brokenness. And when we are sick, he gives us strength. And so we see this covenant relationship with God that even when the Israelite people broke it, um, God still extended to them this loving kindness and did not completely forsake them or forget about them. I think about the book of Exodus when Pharaoh was just laying on this hard labor Mm -hmm. upon the Israelites and they cried out to God and God heard their cry Mm -hmm. and responded. And in the way of response was raising up Moses to lead them out of Egypt. Yeah. Uh, This is the loving kindness of God. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we can cross over into the book of Ephesians and see this same idea of the loving kindness of God. In Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7, it says, so that in the ages to come, he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Mm -hmm. So we're seeing here, and we've got another cross-reference we'll look at, we're seeing here the act of loving kindness from God the Father is by sending his son to earth. Mm -hmm. What did Titus say? All right, so in in Titus chapter 3, what we see in verse 4 to 6, but when the kindness of God our Savior and his love for mankind appeared, he saved us, not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration, and the renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. We see in Titus that the loving kindness is not given to us because of what we have done. We do not receive the mercy of God because we have earned it. We have received it um, by the pouring out of Jesus Christ. He gave us, the gift that he gave us was Jesus Christ. It's it's just amazing to wrap yourself around this. We, we lose the meaning of Christmas mm-hmm. and the love that comes at Christmas because yeah. of all of these marketing campaigns of the world. Yeah. 
we get so focused on what we need to buy for our loved ones that we forget about the greatest gift that ever came, mm-hmm. which is through uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, we're, we're about to embark on a sort of a small marketing campaign mm-hmm. through the ministry, which is put the Christ back in Christmas. Yeah. So when you're out and you're thinking about what you're doing for your family members, there's no better place than to seek out a Bible study that's mm-hmm. going to point people to Jesus Christ. Absolutely. Well, there's no better ministry to do that with than it is with precept. Yeah. Let's put the Christ back in Christmas. Mm-hmm. Let's let's give the gift of God's word. Yeah. And so, uh, speaking of gifts, John three sixteen, it says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish." but have eternal life. Listen, this verse, Derek, I have been learning this since primary mm-hmm. school or kindergarten Sunday school. And does it lose its meaning the more times we hear it, that we're told to memorize it? Yeah. Do we fully understand what John 3.16 is telling us? I don't think we do. We, we see it everywhere. We see it on signs at sporting events. Um, You know, it's always the first one that we memorize or the ones that the kids memorize. And the reason is, is because uh, the truth that is in this verse is so important to understand that this is the gospel wrapped up in just a few short words. That it is because of the love that he has for each and every one of us that he sent his son to die so that we could someday live in eternity with him. This is what blows my mind is I do see things like this uh, in the world. Mm-hmm. I see people put a sports star name uh, in front of 316. Mm-hmm. And what they're indicating by their sign is that individual player or individual person, they are the savior. Yeah that they're putting all of their hope in that individual Mm -hmm. as though it were Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. John 3.16 makes it very clear. For God so loved that he gave. Mm -hmm. Didn't earn, like you said before, he gave us the gift of his son, Jesus Christ. Our role is to believe in the truth of the gospel. Mm -hmm. And when we believe, we have eternity. Now, go to Toys R Us and try and get eternity on the shelves. Mm -hmm. There might be a Barbie doll named Eternity. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But you can't buy it. There's only one way to get eternity, and Mm -hmm. that is through Jesus Christ. I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. So John 3.16 is such an important verse for us to understand that this baby in the manger was given by God for the propitiation of our sins. Mm -hmm. What does Paul tell us in Romans? In Romans uh, 5 verse 8. This is, whenever I read this or a verse like it, um, it just reminds me so much of God's love is so not based on what we do. Um, He says in uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ 
died for us. Christ didn't die. He didn't, God didn't give us um, the key, the answer, the gift. He didn't show us love when we deserved it or when we earned it. Uh, he showed us love when we were still sinners, when we were still so undeserving of that love. Like Ezekiel says, when we were lost, when we were scattered, when we were broken, when we were sick, when we were um, completely unworthy of God's love is when he gave us uh, that gift of his son, Jesus Christ. And that's really the, the hallmark of a gift given in love is it is given even when um, the person receiving it is undeserving of it. This is the thing, is Jesus, years after being in the manger, he tells us two things. He tells us two commandments. He says, the first commandment is this, that you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your mind. And the second commandment is that you love your neighbor as yourself. Mm -hmm. To think that we are to have the same love that Jesus has for us, for others. Yeah. This is the challenge this holiday season, mm -hmm. that we would express the love of God through our actions mm -hmm. and our behavior. First uh, John chapter 4, verse 10. I want to look at First John chapter 4, verse 10. And what does it say? It says, in this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. See, we didn't come to God asking for him to love us and to forgive us and to send us his son. God looked upon us and saw someone who needed saving, and he made a way for us to be saved. This word uh, propitiation um, is a difficult word, but it's such an important word that we have in scripture. Um, you know, and it's, this is the way that God made it work, that he could still be a God who is just, but he could still bestow upon us his loving kindness. Listen to what Luke says in Luke chapter two, verse eight. He says, in the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. What you have in that manger is love. Mm -hmm. Wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in the manger, preparing the way for a sacrifice that would come much later. That is the love of God through Christ's shed blood, forgiveness of sins. Mm -hmm. That's the love that we can experience this Christmas. So I pray that you will express love, that sacrificial love that Jesus had for us when you are out speaking with other people, dealing with your family over the holidays, you remember this gift of love that we were given. Thanks for tuning in and we can't wait 
to dig into our podcast next week as we continue that road towards Christmas. Let's pray. God, we do thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus, for the love that you bestowed on us through your son, the day that you sent him to this earth. Father, we're thankful that you so loved the world that you gave your only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life, Lord. So, Father, we pray this holiday season for those who have yet to experience this love. Give us the boldness and courage to share about this love that comes through Jesus Christ. May we see fruit of our behavior, of our actions, that people would strive after to imitate us in the same way that the Thessalonians imitated both Jesus and Paul when the gospel went to them, Lord. So we pray that um, we would have a wonderful opportunity to think about the love of Christ this week as we wait for our next time on the podcast. In your name we pray. Amen. For more information on Precept Ministries Canada, visit us online at www.preceptministries.ca or call us at 877-234-2030.